0: what's up and welcome to groundbreaking a friendly original podcast bringing you the young creatives redefining entrepreneurship and introducing you to tomorrow's leaders today i'm jake brewer let's get started Today on the show, I'm chatting with Ashley Olofsson, the founder of Visionaria Consulting and Motivational Speaker. She recently concluded Move, a workshop series empowering young girls, and she's talking to us today about finding your voice, building upon passion, and the logistics of establishing trusting relationships. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Groundbreaking. I am so excited that you are here again with us today. We're, I think, over halfway through, I guess, what I'm kind of like considering to be like the season um, but it's super unpredictable because if you've been following along on the show and kind of keeping up with these conversations we've had, one, I, I, I don't know a lot. And I thought I did. From the moment that I started recording the first episode, I remember thinking I knew these like kind of what the trajectory of these people's stories was were going to be. And um, that turned out to not be the case. And but I think that's something that I ended up really loving and i was kind of worried about my endurance with it because the way we've been recording the show is you're probably going to hear this months after we have actually recorded it um i've been doing a lot of episodes in a short amount of time um so i was like kind of worried about how i was going to keep up with these stories and such but truthfully It's been so exciting and the absolute highlight of my week every single time I get to talk to somebody. Um, So truthfully, I could not be more excited, and I'm excited every single week, but you guys know that, um, to talk to my guest today. Um, This is another episode I love to point out too when I have never met the person I'm interviewing on the show today, just because I think it's kind of fun to preface the episode and let you know that truthfully, I know not much about Ashley's story, and there's so much to learn, and I'm gonna embarrass myself a ton of times, and I'm not gonna know what I'm saying, and Ashley's gonna politely probably (laughs) correct me, which I have asked her to do. Um, And we talked a little bit before we hit um, record on the episode today, but I cannot wait to dive in. I was like super ready to ask her more questions, um, but I was like, okay, we gotta start the show. I gotta press record so we can share this story with you. So if you don't know, um, all the links to all of Ashley's work are gonna be in the description. So I always say if you're not on a treadmill, if you're not driving, like open up like those links and check out a little bit of Ashley's work just so you can kind of follow along and have a visual piece to the show too. Um, but again, if you're in the middle of your jog or you're on the highway right now, um, no need to pull over, you can do that later. Um, just enjoy Ashley's story. So Ashley Oliphson, Thank you so much for joining us today. Uh,
1: thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here and to meet you.
0: I, I, yeah, right. I mean, this will do justice. We're talking over Zoom right now, which I is, know. which is not, which is not like exciting and fulfilling enough. But it's gonna do the trick for today. I have a feeling.
1: Totally. Will you be coming back to Boston? I know you're in San Francisco yes. now. Okay.
0: Yes. No, that's the plan. I like. Make or break, like, I will be back in Boston. That's, like, what's been getting me, like, through the past couple months. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I love being home in San Francisco, and it's so good to be with my family. But, like, you can only do so many podcasts in, like, your sister's bedroom before, like, your family starts getting, like, okay, like, it'd be nice for you to, like, leave, (laughs) go live your life again. And I'm, like, you're telling me, so... (laughs) Uh, no, I miss it. I miss it so much. And I'm like so jealous that you're in Massachusetts right now. Um, and you said you went to Amherst, correct?
1: So I went to UMass Amherst. I'm from okay. Hopkinton, Massachusetts, which is where I'm living right now. Um, but yeah, I went to UMass Amherst and I just love being in Amherst. Best place ever.
0: That is so exciting. I have never, I've never been like sadly. What makes me sad about like my time and it's weird because I have one more semester left at BU. Oh. Um, and I was like, I'm like thinking about it. And like, I, I have never been to like Cape Cod. <gasps> I have never, I've never been to Vermont. What? Like I've never, there's so many. And I think the, I think the farthest West I've gone in Massachusetts is, um, okay, wait, this is going to sound so silly. And I promise everyone listening, we're going to dive into Ashley's yeah, story yeah, right yeah. from her and stuff. We're just bonding over this like real quick. It's the tour um, guide in
1: me. I can't help but ask like a million questions. <laughs> I like have to get to know. Yeah.
0: I love it. Well, I mean, I, I don't mind being, like, flattered and ask questions, too. I'm going to do a lot of the question asking here soon. But for now, I think um, this is, like, kind of a silly story, and I hope you're going to laugh at this. Help. Um, I, for my birthday one year, my friends and I rented an Airbnb. I think this maybe was sophomore year. Okay. But what we did was... um. It was in, okay, I think it was Milford, Massachusetts.
1: Oh, come on. That is right <laughs> next to me, and that is not a... F- Wait, really? Yeah, and you don't <laughs> rent an Airbnb in Milford. That's so silly. Did you... I think... So did you guys, like, go? <laughs> I, think-
0: I think what we wanted was we just wanted to get out of the city for totally. a weekend. And we were like, what's someplace cheap that gives us, like, space? And we were living... Like, we didn't, I didn't have a kitchen at that time. Like, I was, like, solely living in a dorm, and I was like, I just want like, to, like, bake something, like... So, so we I mean, and we had to go to Milford for that on a student budget. So it was like super fun. It was like an hour, hour and a half, maybe Uber ride. Um, oh my was... god!
1: I love the visual.
0: <laughs> so it was it was kind of fun because it was no no shade to anyone in like Milford, Massachusetts, but it was like kind of just fun how random. And like, just strange it was to like vacation there. Yeah,
1: that's not um, a that's <laughs> like a bizarre vacation spot for like a sophomore in college. But also, <laughs> I totally get like wanting a kitchen just to like have for like two days when you're in college, and that makes a lot of sense. Oh no,
0: you are absolutely right. It was like the best thing. We watched like every single Disney Channel movie that there was, like just straight nonstop. Um, it was great. It was great. But we can dive into your story yeah, now. Yeah, thanks yeah. for letting me. Thanks for letting me relive that. Um, okay. So, I mean, we have a lot to talk about today. We have to talk about Visionaria. We have to talk about the incredible, like, speaker that you are. Like, True. holy crap. I have a feeling that whether you know it or not, you probably have some great just, like, public speaking advice, um, which is, I think, really unique because... No matter the industry, I mean, I think the audience for this show is very, like, diverse in, like, what their interest is. Um, but, like, public speaking and that presentation of yourself is basically, like, I think, like, a requirement for just basically every single industry. Like, totally. like, I don't know. Do you agree? Yeah. Yeah,
1: absolutely. I actually gave a workshop last month on basically how to pitch yourself and it's for entrepreneurs, but it's also just like for anyone, the way that you get opportunities is by communicating who you are and what you do with power and with purpose, and it's a really critical skill to learn how to do that
0: No, you are absolutely right, and not something that's as natural as I think I would like it to be I mean I don't know I think about the speaker that I was i mean I think about the person I was a year ago, and I'm like, who?" was that (laughs) like I think like with the best totally reason possible like who was that and I'm glad I'm not that person (laughs) anymore same Um, we learned so much and I know I'm gonna learn so much from you so that's just I'm trying to like I think the best starting point here is tell me about Visionaria like where this sort of started because it's a consulting sort of service um which is so unique we haven't really had that yet on the show yeah Um, so I'm super curious to dive into what that like sort of means and especially as a young creative like the dynamic of consulting people who are older than you yeah I think is is almost all my
1: clients
0: like wait that how much like what percentage of your clients would you say are older than you
1: um I think all of them I don't know if there's any clients that are actually younger than me like most people like it's so funny a lot of them are like at least 30 some of them are like 50 like yeah it's really funny and it's like yeah I'm trying to think I can't think of anybody that's younger than me isn't that interesting
0: is that is is that a thought that like just automatically like you think of or do you not even recognize that
1: No, I totally do. Because what's interesting is, I have been, I have been like doing this thing called lunch club, which is basically Mm -hmm. this artificial intelligence platform. It sets you up with someone it thinks that you should network with. And then the two of you like will do like a lunch date or like a coffee date or something like virtually. And so, no way. yeah, so it's super cool. So anyway, for this this platform, Lunch Club, it keeps pairing me up with, like, 50-year-old women. And it's so funny because that's not, like, the kind of person where if I was at a networking event, I would probably go to, like, you know, like, the 23-year-old person, like, mm-hmm. there who... Um, Yeah. But I keep getting paired up with 50 year old women and I'm having like the most delightful conversations of my entire life. I'm absolutely loving it. And then after they like, are like, I need you. How can I work with you? Oh, yeah. It's just like the best thing ever. So it's been super interesting because there's definitely an age difference. And like, sometimes it's less dramatic. Like one of my most consistent clients is a fashion designer and I work with her Mm -hmm. every week and she's maybe she's got to be less than 10 years older than me she's pretty successful in her career but yeah that's so interesting
0: that that is really interesting because I think when I first saw that you were a consultant I was like oh my gosh like she she must like I mean you do know so much but I was like what just like confidence in your own knowledge like it takes to like tell somebody that but I also feel like we have to preface that conversation with the fact that like this is such a such a silly example, but like I don't know, like my parents asked me how to use Instagram. Like they actually know this just because they're older like the and maybe I'm biased just because of my own like observations in my lifetime, but like the media has shifted dramatically over the past few years more than I think it has in any the entire my lifetime entirely prior. Does that make sense? Like Yeah. So I think um and I mean we were in school as this was changing. And we were like learning as it was sort of evolving. So we do have kind of a unique, unique sort of stance there.
1: And I think too, like, I think that all of us have such unique strengths as individuals and there's like strengths that everybody can kind of, so like, for example, like I am really good at taking a big idea and breaking it down into doable actions and then helping out with the execution side of things, right? And so like a lot of people that I'm working with, they have the really big grand idea, but they're pretty overwhelmed and they're not sure how to execute it. And so it's like together we're a perfect pair, you know? And that's like, even though I'm so much younger and like have considerably less years of experience than they do, I'm still able to help them because I have that skill set. Another thing is like, Um, I decided to call Visionaria Consulting uh, by that name because Visionaria is the Italian word for visionaries. And I decided Mm -hmm. that I want to work with visionary people who have the idea, but who really need help with execution. But also, I actually do have eight years of experience with small businesses. So that's, that's probably a fun fact to add to this story.
0: I'm like, wait, did you, I was like, um, I don't, I mean, I don't know how old you are, but like, I don't think I was working with small businesses at like 15. No, well,
1: so that's, so that's, so you asked how I got into it. So here's how I got into it. Long story short, when I was a sophomore in high school, I was struggling a lot with my body image, self-esteem, mental health, relationships. I had seen a couple girls when I was in sixth grade, give a workshop on bullying and i was very inspired by it um and i had never kind of forgotten the impact that these girls had made on me um and so when i was a sophomore in high school i had a similar idea because of that exposure and i was like what if i did a workshop but focused it on self-esteem so i teamed up with three of my best friends and we ended up giving a workshop to eighth grade girls on those topics and then from there a movement kind of erupted, and we ended up forming an organization called MOVE, which stands for Motivate, Overcome, Value, Power. And so over the past eight years, um, actually, we just finished the business. Like, last week, we had to cancel our summer program. We have been running dozens of workshops at school districts all over New England, and we've also directed six summer programs.
0: You are kidding me.
1: Yeah, so it was like a huge, like effort and like part of my life. And we had to cancel the summer program this year because of COVID obviously. And, um, and then we decided to kind of wrap it up and it's a bummer to end it on that note, but that's, so that, so I've had business experience for the Mm -hmm. past eight years, like running these summer programs and whatnot. Um, yeah.
0: Wow. I love, I love just the full circle of that story. You were like, and what a thought to have, like, as a sophomore in high school to feel yeah. capable of, like, doing something like that. And then, I mean, just wanting to have that sort of impact on other young people. Uh, I I love that so much. And I'm like, so, I mean, we don't have to dive in because I know we want to talk about your current work a lot. But I'm really, really curious about, like, how did you, like, structure in like, build totally. a workshop? And what was the work like getting into schools? Because, like, those are obviously very unique and specialized environments where like i would assume there is a huge just like filter on who they're going in
1: it is exceptionally challenging to get into school districts um how we got in there is no Clear answer. It's extremely challenging. We were able to get in schools through starting at my own school and then by telling schools, hey, we're doing a workshop in Hopkinton. Can we come to Littleton? Can we come to uh, this place and this place? And once they let us in, they'd have us back every year. So that was very great. Um, So we'd go to like schools every year, you know, just because they would have us back. But in order to get in, it was very challenging. In terms of structure, we learned a lot about structuring workshops. We learned that establishing comfort immediately is very important. And we would do that through playing music, making small jokes, um, complimenting the girls. We also learned that we had to be very vulnerable ourselves first if we wanted them to be vulnerable. We also learned to kind of structure it in order of heaviness. So we would start out with like, the lightest, most basic things that kind of applied to everybody. So like, Um, I mean, like, body image isn't light, but self-esteem and media representation, that's lighter than something like mental health when kids are really, really struggling, you know? And then we kind of, like, work our way up to mental health, and by the time that, like, I was sharing my story with mental health, I felt more comfortable, the girls felt more comfortable. Um, And, like, for the summer program, we would do games and activities and small groups and guest speakers, and, like, it was really, like, a whole it was a whole operation. It like, there's nothing that I'm prouder of. Like it was like, incredibly exceptionally special.
0: Absolutely. Well, you're ingraining something so important <laughs> and modern and relevant yeah. like, into like, it's weird to say the next generation because I still consider myself to be very yeah, totally. young. Um, but I mean, those, gosh, like, do I wish like those sort of things like, existed in the communities that like I was involved in like when I was younger like the impact that that has to establish that mindset so young like it's like almost unpredictable like the impact of that
1: well and like it's it's hard to measure too because it's like preventative medicine right but what I do know is that there's one survey about of uh dove soap in which like four percent of women around the world believe that they're beautiful we ran that that same like question at move one year and it, it was a very limited you know number of participants that took it but um 94 I think it was 96 percent of girls said that they felt beautiful in our survey and like if wow. you yeah that's a super high number like if you feel good about the way that you look and you feel confident in like yourself um because the way that you feel about how you look is also a, lot, a Like, it's kind of correlated with how you feel about yourself. That's the sad reality. Like, it shouldn't be. But it is. And so, yeah, just, like, super interesting to, like, really empower and, like, work with people and provide them, like, language, tools, strategies to, like, actually uh, impact their self-esteem. Super important.
0: You are absolutely right. And you're right, too, that it is for lack of a better word, like, it is sad that the, the visual, like, how we look is the place we have to start to empower young people too. like, you feel like we should just be, like, think about all that you're capable of, and, like, those sort of things, because that's what speaks so much louder, but in order to make that sort of internal confidence, you have to have that external confidence, which I think is very mature that you sort of recognized that, too, and it was, like, it's not your job to, like, take down that like huge issue (laughs) but more so like kind of work past it to like break it down from the inside I love that and I'm curious over the past however many years that move was running did you see eight years is always okay wow um dang okay that's a long time that's a huge accomplishment um over those eight years were you did you notice any sort of change in how like those younger girls reacted to that content
1: enormous because i would like
0: good because i would hope that like the first group were like a little bit more hesitant but i'd hope by the end like this wasn't like a new concept to them
1: yeah a hundred percent and like also like we would even notice the girls respond to the content at the beginning of the week differently than the end of the week so like for example we do this thing on day one we do an i am affirmation a lot of times like women especially, but just people in general aren't always super confident sharing like, I am this, you know? Um, And like taking ownership of their accomplishments and identity can be so confusing, especially as like a 13 year old. So what we do is on the very first day, we sit in a big circle and there can be a lot of us, there could be like like close to a hundred of us with staff and everyone there, right? And we sit in a big circle and everybody has to go around and say, I am Ashley and I am, uh, like empathetic or like whatever word you want to use to describe yourself and the first day the girls are so, like so um, uncomfortable even just speaking and we will let girls pass if they really need to but it's not something that we're pretty encouraging that uh they can like just try your best you know so anyway but a lot of girls like will kind of pass or feel like laugh very awkwardly or like you know, if they do say their name, it's like, you can't even hear them, you know, because it's like so tentative. On the last day of the summer program, we do, I am Ashley and I am now a more confident leader or whatever it is. And on the last day, everybody says their name, nobody skips and everybody says so in a way that is extremely vocal and way more confident. And like everybody makes progress. Even if, you know, you like, are still like one of the more tentative voices relative to the group, you've still made progress. So it's like, I mean, it's just like unbelievable. And like we luckily like we've gotten to work with a lot of the girls years after year and um, a lot of them have actually become staff members. So it's especially amazing to like truly watch the impact that all of these girls have made. And it's like just incredible, it's so fun.
0: Well, you're right. I mean, I think about, like, even now, like, the first day of class when we have to do those icebreakers yeah. stuff. Like, that, like, why does that still, like, make me nervous? Yeah. Like, that really shouldn't. Like, I, it's so funny. Like, I could do a whole podcast episode, and we can talk about our passions and stuff like that. But, like, if I'm in front of a group of, like, 10 people, I'm like, whoa, wait. Like, it's, that's so ironic. And I love, I love specifically that you said, like, even if they are, like, a little bit more quiet or, um, uh, just yeah. more, uh, to themselves yeah. than like the rest of the group. I don't know what word I was trying to find there. Um, <laughs> but like the the fact that they made progress is so important just to see you can't like, you can't compare. Totally. Cause I almost feel like comparing is like the antithesis and the exact opposite of what you are trying to like, yeah. implement for all of them. And like,
1: too. we very like intentionally, like hire lots of different kinds of small group leaders in terms of personality and staff members, because we want the girls to see like, you don't have to be loud and extroverted to like be the best at move, you know, like Mm -hmm. you can be a very quiet, powerful, introverted leader too. And like, there's different ways about it. So yeah. And like, I train on that, like at staff training, like we'll talk a lot about like, your best leadership is going to look different than like Rebecca's or whoever, like, you're like even like m- my co-founder Lexi. Like our approaches are totally different, and like it doesn't mean that Lexi's better than me. It just means like she's leaning into what you know makes her a really strong leader.
0: Yeah, and and your different sort of methods or strategies are going to speak to different people differently totally. too. Totally. Like in order to reach everyone, you've got to have that those different styles or the strategies yeah. or different meanings and
1: sure. when we first started move sometimes my feelings would actually get hurt because I was doing it with my friends and like not everybody would understandably resonate with my story and so like being like 16 years old putting myself out there in a very vulnerable place not getting as much feedback as like some of my, you know my friends for example it would make me feel really like uncertain and insecure and then I would have to take a step back and be like okay this literally isn't about me this is about like uh, you know, everybody resonates with different people's stories and more importantly, like I should feel really proud because I created a place and a platform for girls to resonate with my friends' stories. And like, that's Absolutely. a huge accomplishment.
0: You are so right. And I'm so glad you have such pride in the work because I mean, truthfully, I wish that you knew what the impact on every single one of those girls that you me had too. at the workshops over eight years. Oh my God, because like. Too. Just like, honestly, from like a selfish sort of standpoint, like you just want to like, know, but I guess, I mean, you don't, you don't really know the impact it's going to have because you don't know what would have happened if they didn't have that.
1: No. Well, and also like, like, that's the thing. Even like you, you were saying to me that like, I have like the confidence to start Visionaria. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's probably because of my work with Move. Right. And yeah. like, it's probably because of like the messages that I've been working on like establishing within my own life as well as all these young women. And it's just like, it's like, maybe I would have done it without that, but probably not. And that's hard to measure. Like, I don't know if that's correlated. I'm sure that it is, but.
0: I, I would think so too. I mean, how, how does empowering others not empower yourself?
1: Oh, exactly.
0: All right, by now, you've probably realized Ashley's an insane, super mega talented superstar, and she's got so much more to share. Give us 30 seconds. We'll be right back. So if it isn't clear yet, you guys, I love doing this show. I learned so much uh, about myself, but more importantly about other people that I just can't imagine it coming to an end just yet. So that's why I'm so incredibly excited to announce that we are coming back for a second season of Groundbreaking. Tons more guests, lots more surprises, and so many things I can't even just tell you about yet and you won't even anticipate, I promise you. But we're looking for more guests, so if you yourself or maybe you know somebody who would be an excellent guest on the show, email me, jake at friendlymedia.com, and we'll get you there. All right, let's jump back in. Welcome back to Groundbreaking. I am so glad you're still with us. First half of the show, we talked a lot about the foundational elements of Ashley's sort of journey and her mission. Next, we're gonna be diving into what this all means today and how to pursue and um, project your mission to a greater audience. Let's just jump right back in. I I love that so much, and I love that you sort of had that as a foundation because I think that's so critical that you start with a perspective of looking for other people. um, And we can kind of sort of start to transition more towards Visionaria, because I know that's that's the focus. Like right now, that's what we can deep dive into. Um, and I'm so excited to like hear about, we touched on a little bit at the beginning about how you're working with people older than you. Um, but maybe, maybe this is where we can start. Um, let's talk about trust and let's talk about how, as a consultant, um, you sort of convince a client or whoever, whoever you would like to like, um,
1: I love this question.
0: Okay, good. Because I'm I'm struggling to word it, but I think you think you know where I'm going.
1: I absolutely love this. I think that this is super interesting, and this is really fun because this is a question that I'm not always asked, but it's a question that I've worked a lot on. Like just thinking. Okay,
0: I love how excited you are.
1: <laughs> yeah, no, I'm pumped. So okay, so basically, <laughs> I think. Like, developing trust is essential in any relationship, right? Especially in, like, a business relationship, but also just, like, in all relationships. Um, And also with that, um, I think that my perspective... So it's actually really interesting. So I have never thought of myself as a salesperson because I've never... I never made much money with move. You know, that was never Mm -hmm. the point. The point was always impact. When I started Visionaria, I made more money, like, in a month than I would make, like, you know, like, I I, I just made a lot more very quickly. And I I was constantly, like, closing, like, deals or, like, forming relationships with people and then them being, like, I want to be your client and then me being, like, okay, perfect, like, let's make it happen. And it was so interesting because it was, like, all of a sudden I was making money and, like, Uh, it was just very fascinating to me because I was like, wait a second, maybe I'm actually like good at sales. And the (laughs) reason why I had that kind of shift was because I stopped was because first of all, I really believe in what I'm doing. So Visionaria is providing services to busy entrepreneurs. So basically, if you are a fashion designer, or if you are a coach, you probably have a lot of time for like your actual work, but you might not have time for like your content creation or your newsletter management, or um, we do like so many different things or like your website design or SEO or like all these really important behind the scenes things. So it's like, if you work with me, I'll take that burden and that overwhelming stress off your shoulders so you can focus on what you actually really like doing. So I, when talking to people about Visionaria, I'm so excited about it because I believe in it so much. But also more than that, I've learned a lot about how whenever you work with someone, it has to be a really good fit, right? And so the best description that I've ever read of sales is that sales is identifying if it's a good fit, the relationship. And then if it is, it's just facilitating the next step. So from that perspective, Mm -hmm. it's incredibly fun, thrilling, and easy to build trust with people because I'm not going in to make a deal, close a sale. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm going in to like, just get to know someone because like, I'm very curious, like just uh, like naturally, like that's so much fun to me. And then if we (laughs) end up like connecting, you know, and it's like, oh, actually like you could really benefit from my services. And I know that my services are good because they're like actually so helpful. (laughs) Then it's like, oh my God, we have to get this going. You know, like, what are we waiting for? This is so, I'm so happy we met each other. And it's, um. I also think like I'm a very friendly person and I'm very, uh, sincere and genuine. And I also like, I truly want to be friends with all the people that I work with. And if not friends, I want to really like them and feel connected to them. You know, like I don't want to work with someone if I don't love their, like, I don't know. I I like working with like companies and nonprofits and organizations that are doing good, you know? And so, um, whenever like, I'm excited about the fit and they are too, then it's like, it's just easy to take the next step.
0: You are so right. And and gives you a little extra motivation beyond just being paid for your services too. Yeah. Like, yeah. like you have some sort of investment, even if that's just in the goal or the mission. And you're right, like you have to match that sort of passion. I think the people I love collaborating with are the people who remind me how much, how much I love the things that I love.
1: Oh, that's a good way so of putting like, it. Like,
0: And I feel like, and I feel like you kind of take that approach. Like, that's what it sort of sounds like. they are like, okay, like, like, I, like, how can we not, like, we have to work together. Like, we have to, we have to sort of, like, build upon each other and give each other that, like, passion because, like, let's make this, like, a working relationship, not just like a back and forth, like, here's a, here's a paycheck, here's a service, like, like, I don't know, that's kind of boring. I, I... I
1: totally agree and because I ran move with literally all my best friends and all people that I just like absolutely would like die for because I love them so much mm. it's like my understanding of professionalism and business is very different from someone who has gone from corporate internship to corporate internship because I'm like like I'm like I'm like actually confused when somebody has like a professional, it, it, it would just not be a good fit if you like were super um like you didn't want to mix business and fun like and I'm not saying that we don't have to be like yeah. professional or like it's not like we have to be best friends and go on vacation together either but I want to like actually <laughs> like like the people that I'm working with and like very sincerely support them and uplift them you know
0: absolutely and you answered the question perfectly like that's that's how you build trust. You have to show, like, a passion for them. And I guess although it's probably so hard because you probably have so many ideas for them and you just want to get started, but it's, like, it's listening to them and hearing what their goals are and what their vision is while also yes. being that advisor. That is such a fine line,
1: yeah. I feel like.
0: Like, how do you – this is – okay, this is an actual question, not just, like, a ramble thought of happening, Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, how do you – on walking that like line, you are obviously advising them to take one sort of like step or action, but you're also listening to what they want. Like how, how does that, I guess, for lack of a better term, like compromise happen?
1: Well, I feel like I am a pretty open-minded person. And I feel like I'm also, I have a lot of strategic input that I can give. But I feel like it doesn't often alter with their vision or their perspective. I also feel Mm -hmm. like whenever I work with someone, I kind of know and respect what they're good at and they kind of know and respect what I'm good at. So like more concretely, if like one of my clients like I I have like very specific strategic feelings about websites. Like that's definitely like an area of expertise. I know really like what makes a good website. I know like what good copywriting is I know like, and I'm and I'm good at designing websites that are like easy for customers to use and like that are purposeful, you know, so like, when you look at a website, it's not like there's 6 million like calls to action. And it's like confusing. Like I know, Like, that's an area that I'm really strong at. So whenever I give input on websites, um, people will generally agree or they'll recognize that it's good, valuable input. The other thing is, like, I never push. So if somebody doesn't, like, agree or somebody doesn't want to do something, it's like, that's totally fine. Like, it's your site. And, like, ultimately, you have to make decisions that feel really good and feel in alignment for you. Um, Otherwise, I usually will just try to kind of, like, um, I do a lot of like executing, honestly, like a lot of times, like we'll, we'll collaborate together on kind of like strategies or I'll propose something and they'll accept, but we'll be collaborating together a lot of the times.
0: Okay. that makes. I mean, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um, I love, and I love the, the point you made about like the website. Cause that's like, that's like the biggest like struggle for me is I just like hate, building, like, websites, and I've had to do it, like, a couple times before, and maybe because I, maybe, okay, I take that back, maybe I don't hate it, I just, like, (laughs) I I just struggle because it's, like, I know what a good site looks like, it's, like, one that's just seamless, easy to use, and takes no effort to, like, get to whatever that, like, end touch point is, whether if it's, like, a sale, or whether if it's just a contact, or whether it's, like, a, it's an ease of access, but every time I actually try to make that happen, it's like, like I, I, I can't.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, everybody so, has I mean, different strengths. It makes a lot of sense. So,
0: so I guess um, just, because just because this is, yeah, yeah, I feel yeah. Like we do way more, way more than that. that. Like, like, what is um? Like, just because that's where, and you don't need to give away all your secrets. because no, no, like, that's okay. that is What makes like your business? Yeah, yeah. Um, what uh like what makes like or how do you make it it's, like...
1: it's a really good question a lot of times i know by looking at it because then i can give feedback but i would say that there's some common things the first is that there isn't too many buttons that are going to be distracting there's like one clear purpose so for example if you have like a if it's like your homepage and you have like a a button to click on like the about you page, and then you have like another button to click on like this podcast that you were on another button to click on your Instagram, another button to click on like some services and speak like, that's just like a lot, it's way better to kind of have like, a really clear, like, here is what we do. Like, for example, like Visionaria, we provide behind the scenes services to support busy entrepreneurs. And then from there, you can click and you can basically say, I am looking to start a business. I'm looking to sustain a business. So then it's like really obvious what your action as a consumer actually is. I think honestly, like in examples I've seen, like Uber has a pretty good model. I don't know if they still have this on their website, but like when you go onto Uber, at least when you did a while ago, you would click, I'm a driver or I'm a rider. Like that's so obvious. That's so simple. Spotify, yeah. I'm pretty sure also has a yeah. relatively simple one and like just making it super obvious. I think also like having really, 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 really clear copy. So like all of your language should be just as clear, simple, accessible as possible. And then like really when you start to like bold certain words or like make things like a different color almost, it adds such a detailed element where it looks way better. So if you have like a big like paragraph it like nobody's actually going to read it, but if you break it apart a little bit and you bold certain words, all of a sudden it becomes a lot more readable. And especially if there's only a couple things on that page, suddenly it's a lot more effective. Huh? Not that interesting. That's
0: it's yeah no it's like less is less is more, like and I guess I guess it comes like I as you're saying that I'm thinking to myself like, oh like as a creator you think like a consumer or like what would I actually. What would be the easiest thing or probably, I think honestly, like the toughest hurdle like I have, I like you, okay, why are we getting to the point where like you're literally consulting me as we're like doing this?
1: That's perfect. That's all good. How do you build trust? I'm like like, this,
0: like
1: you're watching it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, no, no, but this is fun. I I like sharing this kind of stuff because for the past eight years, I've primarily been doing like, more body image and self-esteem stuff, and it's fun because I have a lot of, like, the business development skills and strategies, but I really haven't gotten to, like, share them as much because normally I've been, like, that hasn't been the focus. So it's actually, like, super thrilling and fun for me on my end to, like, be talking with you and sharing with you, like, I know stuff about this.
0: (laughs) Oh, well, you totally, totally do. I'm, like, I'm, like, mind blown. Like, it's, It sounds so, like, simple, too. I mean, the work that you do is extremely complicated. No, no, but it is.
1: No, it's not. It's, it's like, it totally makes sense that you would say that it's simple. It's straightforward. Like, there's a clear strategy and a way to do it.
0: But you get so, like, when you're building your own thing, you get so, like, blinded by that. Probably, Probably, like, one of the biggest faults I have is just assuming everyone knows what I know. And so it's, like, the things that I feel like I need to explain or, like, build upon, like, aren't the things that really people, like, Or or I just think, oh, like this event is super clear or like it's super clear that this is the main focus or like it's so easy to get to this. But like that's because I was the one who built it and I was the one who like did it. So, of course, in my mind, it's easy. Wow. Yeah. Huh. I'm like you're bringing up so many like subconscious thoughts that I have. This is this is great. Um, We can start to think about like moving forward well first of all how long has visionaria been around
1: great question so it's actually only been around since february so it's pretty recent
0: okay so like just in a few months i'm amazed at like the sort of confidence that you've built Then in a few months but i mean it sounds like a lot of the skills that you developed through move easily translated
1: exactly and this is another element to the story So I, so I, um, after I graduated college, I did a lot of different things, including nannying, working at a nonprofit, trying to run my whole speaking business, this and that, all this stuff. Anyway, eventually I was like, I really want a full-time job because I am not making a lot of money and struggling and I don't really want to keep talking about body image. I want to do something different. So anyway, I, um... I got a full-time job with a business coach and basically long story short, she, um, did not have enough money to, I don't think I basically she had to, I worked for her behind the scenes doing like all the behind the scenes stuff. So like website design, copywriting, Facebook ads, just like all the behind the scenes stuff that small business really needs. And she ended up having to super unexpectedly let me go because she didn't have um, enough money in her business. So I like woke up one Monday morning, and it was my last day. And I was like notified that morning. And so it was like, super shocking and super sad because I had really liked working behind the scenes at this business job and I was so excited about it but it's totally fine because Mm -hmm. I basically realized that there's probably so many people like her who need support behind the scenes but similar to her can't afford to pay somebody full-time you know they just don't have the capacity and maybe they don't even need somebody full-time maybe they just need someone for like five hours a week so when I had that hunch I was like I feel like I'm onto something and I'm a pretty impulsive person so I was like I want to be careful before I just like start another business or like start another idea but I really feel like I'm onto something and <laughs> I was like before Visionaria even like I even had the website done I had like five clients like it was amazing yeah like there, it's it's been so wild because the need for the services that i'm offering is so different from anything i've ever offered before in which the need is really hard to measure not as obvious and people are a lot of times unwilling to pay for it
0: no you're absolutely right i'm curious like what do you think was it like was it about visionary specifically or was it just because like just the limited number of like resources like you're the one you were providing like what, like, what made people jump on it, like, so quickly? Or, like, what was, like, something that you did that made, if you feel like you really stood out?
1: I think, honestly, I think really, like, uh, I think it's just, like, my network. Like, I think I know a lot of people. I think I'm connected to a lot of people. And I think I have very good, genuine like, caring relationships with a lot of people. So, like, it wasn't like Mm -hmm. I was, like, posting really anywhere, you know, or, like, doing much. It was just, like, me sharing with people, like, hey, I'm going to do this and people being, like, oh, my God, I need my website to get done. Can you do mine, you know? And so I think, like, honestly, like, so much of business and so much of life in general is just, like, relationships. And that's good news for me because I (laughs) love relationships and, like, prioritize my relationships above all else. Like, that's so funny. That's probably why I'm, like, successful in business is because I prioritize my relationships above any other kind of work <laughs> that I'm doing.
0: I love that you say that you're just like, I am successful in business.
1: Yeah. Because,
0: and I love that you say that so unapologetically too because, like, why why do we, like, judge people for saying that? Like, why can't we just say, like, hell yeah, I'm successful? Like, like that helps your mindset so much. And so, just point out, like, I love that you yeah. say yeah, that. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Thanks for hyping Um. um Of course. Um, I want to, we don't have like too, too much time left. And I always have two very specific questions that I ask at the very end of the show. But before we get to those, I do want to take a couple minutes just to talk about the public speaking aspect of your work because we talked about it like a little bit, um, but I want to see what sort of experience you had in the development of your public speaking skills and why you decided to take that route to be Um, or advertise yourself as a motivational speaker?
1: So I think like for starters, I did theater all growing up. So um, that really helps develop like just a comfort on stage. And I think you also see the power that comes with speaking up, you know, like, Um, even, like, if you're not sharing your own story, but you're sharing, like, Romeo and Juliet's story, or, like, whoever's story, people Mm -hmm. can be really moved by it. And I think that that was, like, a really enlightening, special thing to see as, like, a young teenager. Like, oh my god, like, people, people cared. Like, uh, and so I think that definitely helped me develop, like, a strong confidence. Um, I don't think I honestly thought too much about it. I think I just felt like, Uh, somebody has to speak up and talk about these things because too much is on the line. Like I felt a very strong sense of devastation and urgency. Like I was, I would be up at night distraught about the state that I was in and that my friends were in and that the young women around me were in. And it was super distressing to me. And so I was like, if nobody's going to say anything, like, I guess I will. And so it wasn't, like, a super, like, uh, public speaking was just kind of a means of accomplishing what I felt like I had to do. Mm-hmm. What's interesting is I've actually gotten way more nervous about it in, like, recent years. Um, huh. Because I think, I don't know, like, uh, over the past two years, sometimes before I speak, I'll get very, like, anxious. And that's a new, bizarre feeling for me. <laughs> I think, too... When I was younger, I felt such a deep sense of conviction in what I was saying, that it didn't really feel especially vulnerable. Like it felt, it felt a little bit vulnerable. It obviously was. But I felt like true conviction. And so it was like, I can put my ego and myself aside for this cause that I believe in. Whereas in like the past recent years, when I have been speaking on body image, I haven't felt confident about it. I haven't felt like I'm the right person to be doing this. I felt like, I don't think I should be speaking up about this. I think somebody else should be. And I don't feel very good about it. And so I think like that probably contributes to why I was so, why I've been nervous more recently. Whereas like talking to you right now about business, I feel really confident in it because I feel really convicted. And I feel like I'm the right person to be talking with you about it because it's my experience. So I think conviction comes down to a lot of confidence too.
0: Well, you just described like the imposter syndrome of it all. Yeah. Like feeling like, you know, like, oh, like, maybe I'm not the right person. But, like, it turns out nobody else is doing it. So there isn't somebody better because this is all you. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's good just to accept, like, you have to have confidence in that.
1: Something that I was really empowered by, I'm part of this, like, networking group, and we were talking a lot about how you can, if you speak from your experience and your experience only, you're kind of not in the wrong because you're just speaking from your experience. You know, it's not like... yeah. I don't know. I just really liked that. Anyway,
0: I think that's that's an excellent piece. Like you're telling your story. What's so wrong about that? Mhm. Mhm. Um, as we begin to wrap up the show here, um, I like to always ask two questions, and I'm super excited to hear your answers for both. Um, the first one being like, this is kind of like a cliche question, but I love just hearing the answers. If like, what do we have to manifest and visualize for Visionaria? Like, what is this gonna grow to become? Oh. Like what, like, and I don't even know, since it is like relatively Good new. Good question. Like, like what, like I don't even know. And you can work on whatever timeline you want either. Like this can be, I don't know, a week from now. This can be years from now. This can be at the very like peak of your career. I mean, whatever whatever you want to, like, interpret or whatever you want to, like, manifest for us.
1: Um, I have no idea because I'm super open-minded, but what I will say is my next kind of, like, goal slash the thing that really thrills me and feels, like, very exciting is I want to be able to hire other people full-time because I have a team yeah. right now, and so I'm, like, paying people part-time. But, like, when I am, like successful enough not just like to be able to sustain myself but to be able to like sustain others and like comfortably that like i i worked with this girl named lily at like every single venture i've literally ever done and like my dream (laughs) is to just like hire lily like i just Uh love her so much so we'll see she's a senior in college and she has like lots of other amazing opportunities because anyone would be lucky to work with her but like if i could hire lily that would be my dream
0: I I love that. That is such a good answer. Like, you just want to share the passion and joy. And I feel like it correlates back just to the, like, giving somebody that sort of opportunity. Totally. Like, that's, like, what's so, so fulfilling, too. I love that. And just the space to create and do what they uh, love. I love. So like, oh, good. What a gift. I know. Um, I know. <laughs> and then the very last question... Um, All right, so I kind of always have to give like a little context to this question because there's like a very personal reason of why I ask it. Um, And apologies to people who listen to the show every single Ah. week because I ask this. I preface it the exact same way. But um, I feel like a lot of the times we listen to, and gosh, you, I mean, you've basically already answered this question, but um, the podcasts and the speaking engagements and stuff that I think we see a lot to inspire us and take something away from are always really great and like leaves us with something. But sometimes the extent of that is like just a follow yourself like sort of thing, which is great advice. Don't get me wrong. Something I stand by, but I feel like, I don't know. This is, this is probably the best way to put it. So like yeah. people have taken an hour to listen to your story and sort of write down bits and pieces of things that you've shared. If they have an hour after this podcast, um, you can keep it like specific to the industry or not. Um, but just, like, what's, like, a task or, like, something tangible somebody can do to, like, either motivate themselves or just move whatever their passion project is forward?
1: Oh, that's so interesting. Oh, well, you know what? What the hell? <laughs> I'll I'll plug for myself here. So I okay, do one-on-one do <laughs> coaching sessions with people who want to start businesses or take their businesses to the next level. So if you have an hour, it is – who knows what the price will be then, so maybe I won't say. But it's really affordable relative <laughs> to – like, it's sincerely way more affordable than other kinds of business coaches. And it's very fun. It's super interactive.
0: I love it. Shameless plug. No shame. I, that's awesome. And it, that's totally, totally valuable, too. And if, if anything, you've proven that you are totally qualified. For that. Thank
1: you. <laughs> so
0: I love that you are just so passionate about what you do. And thank you so much for your transparency about it, too. It's not easy to say that, like... I didn't know what I was doing. I wasn't fully confident. I'm definitely learning so much, or like this wasn't the right thing for me. And like just the fact that you're like, I woke up and then I didn't have a job. Like that is something I feel like we need to normalize so much more Mm -hmm. the uncertainty and the struggle of trying to get your passion off the ground. Yeah. Because one thing I hope that the show really does is inspire people by the success of other people, but also recognize that success isn't a like one way street. Like it's, there's speed bumps, there's detours, there's everything. That was a horrible metaphor, but.
1: No, but it's true. It's like, it's an ongoing process. And like, there's also a lot of different ways to measure success too you
0: know gosh okay well i'm gonna make sure i plug all of your information in the description oh. at the very end of the show so if people do want to like say hey um and get chatting with you they definitely should and i highly highly encourage them to or just say hey ashley like i listened to the episode so yeah episode. come and let
1: me episode. know in my dms
0: yeah <laughs> i was like i have a feeling i don't think you're gonna be the one to like delete or ignore that no no
1: no so. no <laughs> i'll be <laughs> extremely excited
0: thank you so much ashley it means so Ew. much that you took the time today and thank you everybody for listening to and thank you for giving everybody listening and me too, like some like basic <laughs> like, consulting because I think we all know I need it.
1: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're sweet. Thank you for talking with me. I had a lot of fun.
0: I'm so glad. We'll keep in touch. Best of luck.
1: <laughs> thank you.
0: Thanks so much again to Ashley for joining us today. It was such a pleasure. I especially enjoyed the transparency and talking about strengths while also recognizing our weaknesses. You can keep up with Ashley by following at Visionaria Consulting and heading to visionariaconsulting.com. And as she mentioned, if you want to chat, just say, hey, if you enjoyed today's episode, you have to be here next week. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast on your favorite streaming service and follow us at Friendly Media. That's F-R-N-D-L-Y on all platforms. You can also follow me at Jake Brew Music if you want to. Well, guys, that's all for today. I will see you next time for some more groundbreaking.